0: Hey, what's happening everybody? Welcome back to Mental Health Casual. I am your host Lucky, and today we're going over to the Al-Anon subreddit for people that don't remember what Al-Anon is from or if you guys are new to this podcast. Basically, Al-Anon is all of the the people who are affected by people in alcoholics anonymous or just alcoholism in general. Uh, funny enough, I was actually just talking to my mom and she she'd actually gone to Al-Anon meetings uh with one of uh one of her former uh, husbands or my my, sis- my uh, sister's uh, father and it was uh, it was interesting to hear her perspective on things you know just hearing about uh, the meetings and hearing like how much these people have to go through right i mean you know when you're when you're drinking i, I know this seems obvious right but when you're drinking you don't realize how much you're putting other people through Uh, mainly because when you're drinking it tends to it it tends to put you in that you've it doesn't really okay so obviously alcohol is a is a depressant right it's a it's a depressant uh, but when you drink so much of it it makes you forget about the the um the catastrophes that you put other people through and i I call them catastrophes because it is catastrophic what you put people through, you know, here's this person who you love, but maybe they turn into a different person when they're on alcohol. You know, I can't tell you the amount of nights that I've come home and my mom had to help me, you know, go go to the bathroom or anything like that. So uh, it, it's, you know, once you <laughs> once you're a grown man at the age of 20 something uh, and your mom has to help you go to the bathroom I and mean, that is just rough, you know. So anyway uh let's go over to the alan subreddit and check out some of this stuff uh, wife does not acknowledge the negative effects of alcohol is the first post here in the 17 years i've known this woman she has never seemed to understand how alcohol damages her own psychology and our relationship despite being a college educa- educated nurse to be fair she functions at a higher level than me on several fronts despite clearing more than two liters of vodka per week two liters oh my god she finally uh and logistically supported me through a decade of school runs our household effectively, makes plans for little vacations, and basically has given me a life that I had never thought uh, possible before meeting her. Everything go- good in my life is largely due to her. Uh, unfortunately, the relationship issues and denial have been getting to be the breaking point for me lately. I can definitely be insensitive, judgmental, and withdrawn. However, her drinking and the resulting alcohol personality have, have me to blame for literally every problem. And, of course, she drinks at the problems and me, spiraling us down the drain." um I begged guilted threatened and insulted in hopes of getting through to her that alcohol is a core issue but nothing gets through she deflects blame onto me tries to distort the subject cries hysterically or just plain gets violent when I when I uh, broach the subject of alcoholism by any means there's always a price to pay from attempting a real talk people on the sub talk about partners going to rehab and then relapsing mine has been chugging spirits con- uh continuously for decades and has never admitted that there is a problem She's unwilling to dry out even for a few days despite years of repeated requests. I just want her to experience a hint of clarity for reference. The bulk of my poor spousal behavior stems from the pain that her drinking causes me. Things seem pretty hopeless. I love her and would like to work on things, but this much alcohol dooms any therapy efforts from the start. What can I do besides pull away? Um, Well, I would say that last part is actually what you can do. If nothing else seems to work out, the threat of pulling away, and it has to be a real threat, right? It can't just be like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to leave," and then you don't leave, right? It has to be a real threat of pulling away. You know what I mean? You know, saying, "Hey, listen, I'm going to leave you to, I'm going to leave you to, um, to your your own devices because I can't be in this environment anymore." Um, listen, I know that your wife. It sounds like your wife is as as um has given you a lot, and that can be very tough as well. You know, you find this with, with wives whose husbands are very rich and successful. If I leave him, you know, will I have anything? And, you know, obviously, uh, I've been taking care of the kids. You know, it, it, it happens it happens a little bit more um, on the woman's side of things. So, uh, you know, whenever you you deal with this kind of thing, you really do need something that can, that can put fear in them. Um, not saying that it has to be a fearful situation, right? Um, because obviously that can lead them to getting clean and then just relapsing all over again. So I would say that, um, because it it seems like this has been an issue for a long time, right? See, you you know, in the 17 years I've known this woman, right? That's a long time to be dealing with alcohol abuse. So if, if, if you end up uh, telling her, listen, I'm I'm, listen, I, I need a couple of days out. So it just means that you're taking a break. I need, a, I need at least a week or two weeks away from you, you know, I, whatever it may be. Maybe you need a hotel or something like that, or, you know, if you need to borrow some money from somebody, I don't know if you're getting money on your own, um, whatever whatever it may be. Uh, whatever you may have to do, you need to give them a, a very clear and definite message, you know, um, and this could, and I just want to be very clear with you, right? I'm obviously I'm not professional at this, but this could absolutely lead to your the a divorce, right? It, it could, but I don't know what would be worse you you dealing with this relationship that is obviously having uh, psychological detriments to you, uh, and years of this at at that, right? You, I mean, you're you're even talking about um, how your behavior has changed and how. Um, you know, sometimes you threaten, sometimes you you uh, guilt trip, all that stuff. Uh, that's not a normal way to approach conversation, right? But since um, your uh, what would you what, what do you call them again? Your cue, your qualifier, your the person that is drinking in your life has put you to this point. You know, and that's the other thing, right? Um, you have to remember that if you are somebody who is dealing with somebody who is an alcoholic, right? This could change you. You know. Uh, and that's something, that's another thing that is a little bit overlooked is that these things can easily change you. Um, to, you know, maybe you were nice one day and then somebody ended up hurting you. And then all of a sudden, you know, that trauma leads to distrust of other people, you know, and that distrust can lead to broken relationships, um, unhealthy relationships, you know. Uh, so you have to be very careful with how long you expose yourself to this. And so you have to like I said I think you really have to give them a real threat. You know what I mean? Of uh, of um that th- you know listen we're we're not going to work out if you don't if you don't do something about this, you know? And sure they can uh listen I've seen people who end up just getting divorced and this person never gets better and they're okay with and that person is okay with that. That's cool, but uh, you know, I can tell you this much. You know, if my mom was still with my dad, you know, dude, she would not have probably been happy, you know, uh, with him doing like uh, my dad in particular was more like a cocaine guy, but uh, you know, cocaine and marijuana was mostly it. Uh, but you know, she wouldn't have been happy with that, and so she really needed to, you know, give him a final stand, and you know, that's what ended up happening. So, uh, anyway, why don't we go over to the next post here? A Message I will never send. I, al- I always told you that I. I've never loved someone the way that I love you. But I've learned that isn't a, I've learned that isn't a good thing. I allowed you to strip away the joy and peace from my life before meeting you. I had worked so effing hard to rebuild that. And it felt like it was taken away so easily. I love you. I still want the best for you, but we can't we can't be a part of each other's lives. I'm not opening up I'm not opening up a conversation. This is goodbye. Please respect that. Yeah. So actually, this is a lot of what I was talking about before, except, um, you know, with with the wife situation. Right. It would be much more of like, uh, listen, I just need two weeks away from you and maybe you can figure out what you want to do and I'll figure out what I want to do. When we come back, we can converse and see what's going on from there. Um, This person sounds like they're at their wits end. And this this is really tough. Right. It's not like these people come to these these decisions by. Uh, what would you say? It's not like these people come to these decisions by just, uh, you know, because they hate the person, right? It's usually because they love the person and it sucks to see that person. Um, it sucks to see that person uh, killing themselves. You know what I mean? I have a friend right now that I'm I'm dealing with that, you know, I, I, I find that I'm doing a lot of the same things, right? You know, I'm dealing with them um, on a on a personal level and, you know, I have to see them just continuously drink and, you know, get worse and worse you know and i've been using you know certain their depression and their circumstances as some type of excuse for how for how they're drinking but it's you know at the same time it's not uh uh i realize that i'm also enabling that to a certain degree so you know at some point i'm gonna have to come to terms with that and i'll let you know how that goes as as time goes on but uh i don't want to get too much into it here just for privacy reasons for their own privacy uh anyway why don't we go over to uh, the next post wow a lot of these people are writing books up in here uh i mean then again you know this is a very serious subject but uh man for a podcast this is okay i wanted to play for fun and relaxation but no is (laughs) is the next post so my sister is very ill with end stage cirrhosis uh huh okay i have no idea what that is to be real with you but i'll look it up in a second Another sister and I are taking care of her until she gets a little stronger. We're hoping. Uh, here is a kicker for me. And even after all these years, alcoholism still baff- baffles me. The sister who is helping me is in complete denial. Lies about how much the drinks, uh, she drinks and is sneaking her tequila and wine. I can smell it on her and it's nauseating. Even though she sees our younger sister dying from alcoholism. Oh, wow. Is that? Oh, God. Okay. I, I really need to look at what cirrhosis is. Give me one second, guys. Um... Related to the age of scarring fibrosis of the liver caused by many forms of liver disease and conditions such as hepatitis and chronic alcoholism. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Wow. Um, Yeah. I'd never heard of that. Uh, that, That's got to be tough. Um, Anyway, going back to this. um, Let's see here. Even though she she sees our younger sister dying from alcoholism, she continues to drink. It'll never happen to her. She isn't an alcoholic, she says. This evening, I suggest a little fun and let's play Gin Rim- Rummy. Uh, she she uh, cops a horrible attitude with me while we're playing. She is high and obnoxious and just mean. I ignore her as she huffs away angry and nasty towards me because she lost. It took everything I had not to react. I allowed her to have the last word. I no longer live with alcoholism and am reminded how toxic alcohol- alcoholics can be. It was upsetting, but I'm grateful I have the tool to detach and find my peace within myself. It could have turned out in, it turned into an ugly fight if I hadn't ignored her. It isn't easy when we live with alcoholism. Now that's an understatement. Take care of yourselves. I had I just had to vent. I have been around alcoholics or alcoholism in forever uh, or forever, and I'm so grateful because it just sucks. Yeah, that is very true. And you know, I think there is a point where you have to put your foot down, but also at the same time realizing how like how much can you actually do while they're drunk, right? If somebody's drunk all the time, I mean, there's not a lot you can do to change them because they, they're not receiving all of the information that you're giving them right at that time so at least for me uh you know unless they're they're sober for one time for a little bit of time which is the time to really go strike right which is not to strike as in like give them your grievances but to tell them hey listen you have a problem you can't get you can't tell them they have a problem when they're when they're drunk right you know because they're just gonna Uh, because they could i mean listen i've heard people say this stuff to me when they are drunk like oh the drink is the devil and all that other stuff but i mean do they actually mean it you know or is that just a drunken stupor that they're doing is that just some type of drunken talk that they're doing you know what i mean uh typically what i find is usually some type of drunken talk and sorry about that that's my nephew um usually typically that's my drunk that's that's drunken talk you know that's just them saying something in the in the uh saying something in response to you. It's almost like like uh like muscle memory or something like that. You know, um you know when you forget everything and it, like I I don't know how many of you guys have done like MMA or anything like that, but I remember getting super tired in MMA and I just practiced what I practiced one punch over and over which was a jab. I just remember being so tired that I just i I'd, I'd punch and I'd use my jab. I'd use my jab because it was muscle memory at that point. That was that was what I remembered to do. I remembered little things about it. So you know, these people, when they're drunk, they, they, they're they responding in ways that are almost like muscle memory. Like, it's almost just like a physical response. It's not even like them speaking. Uh, but they're the ones who contributed to that situation happening. So uh, it, the blame does rest on them. So, you know, that, that's why I don't, I that's why, hmm, I wouldn't say assigning blame, but taking responsibility for your actions as an alcoholic is probably the biggest it's probably the biggest step, man. Uh, once I once I took it, I took um, responsibility for my actions. Right, I started realizing. Listen, all of these terrible situations happen because I chose to drink. I chose to drink, and uh, and you know, it wasn't so much that I kept drinking. It was that first initial drink that was my fault. You know, I didn't have to drink, but I decided to drink. And so that, that is, and I know that, you know, after that many times, right. I know what happens when I get drunk. It's not a good thing. I've most of the bad thing most of the worst things that have happened to me have happened because I was drunk or high. So anyway, uh, best of luck to that person. Hopefully, you know, uh, that, that does suck that you have to deal with a, uh, with one sister who's dealing with, right. With, who's dealing with, uh, you know, Uh, a condition due to her alcoholism and then dealing with another sister right yeah that's that's not good you know that's definitely not good um and yeah it's weird right because alcohol has almost no like you know benefits to it right like sure it's it's a social lubricant and stuff but in my eyes i see it like i and this by the way if you guys do drink out there I, i hope this isn't like getting you ashamed or anything uh, i have to look at it this way i have to, i look at it as a very as a very extreme uh in a very extreme way because i have to see it that way um if i don't m- things will start creeping in and start telling me like oh yeah no it's okay alcohol not all that bad um i look at it basically as if it's a devil right as if if i drink this drink it'll be the last time i ever see the new world you know i see i see this world uh so i have to be very very careful with uh, with drinking, you know, and that's just the way that that people like me addicts are, you know, we really have to look at it that way or else if we do relapse, it could be over for us, you know, at some point. Um, so anyway, I'm going over to the next uh, post here. Alanon newbie just came back from my second meeting over, uh, ever. I still feel a bit overwhelmed and lost during that hour, uh, but I'm actually glad I gathered the courage last week to finally go and see what it's all about and just learn and listen. It definitely is a safe place and feel uh, I feel like it's helping me and the others as well, gradually. They've recommended that I need to keep attending meetings at least six weeks uh, to fully grasp the benefits and feelings of the program. By the way, that's actually a a common, that's common in most programs because typically you go once a week. Uh, Some programs do twice a week, but typically it's once a week. And a lot of times they'll go through like a four to six week program. So uh, not AA is very different, but in terms of like uh, things like this where people are just coming together together, and airing their grievances and stuff that that could be. By the way, I don't know exactly what Alanon does in terms of um, the subject matter of the meetings and stuff. Uh, from, from what my mom was talking about, uh, it sounded a lot like um, it's, it. It sounded, dude. It was it was some pretty bad stuff, man. And uh, the problem was, it was at that point they were mixing different uh, people around. You know what I mean? So they're, they're mixing people that, like, I mean, she told me that uh, one of them was, like, a, was a child molester. And he was, the, you know, he was just in there. And, you know, this, this is the place for Al-Anon, you know. It's for people that are dealing with, you know, alcoholics and, you know, all that other stuff. So, uh, alcoholics in their life. So, anyway, um, let's see. Uh, to fully grasp the benefits and feeling the program. And that's what I'll do for now. Just wanted to share. It's been a few, a uh, few, th- what a few tough weeks since my alcoholic ex-boyfriend left which has been a blessing in disguise but i've been dealing with it all basically by myself each day is better so i'll keep working on myself hopefully i'll find peace have a great night yeah absolutely i mean i think that is that is the 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 biggest part right when somebody does leave your life that is an alcoholic or something like that um you have to see it as as a blessing in disguise because um now granted it depends on what they are if it's a family member i mean that that is just awful but if it is if it's somebody that that you have a relationship with or something like that um then just being uh just seeing them there uh drunk all the time isn't a great feeling just like we were talking about with the, the the person with the wife earlier right uh that's not a great feeling to just see come home every day and see your your wife or you know see her come home and then just pop open the bottle you know uh seeing that kind of habit really oh man yeah i, I by the way i have to like try and suspend as much judgment as i can um because actually a lot of my friends now like you know besides the friend that i was mentioning earlier a lot of them drink pretty conservatively like they don't drink a whole lot uh if anything probably a lot of them are more potheads but uh yeah they're mostly they mostly are pretty fine with uh with just drinking a drink or having a shot or something like that um whereas you know i look at that i'm like wow that's crazy that they can do that because i i'm not uh I'm not built that way. How about that? I'm built different. You know what I mean? (laughs) I'm built different, but uh, man. Anyway, why don't we go to the last post here? A family member visiting for the first time since rehab. Hi, all. Our our family member is visiting for the first time since rehab. I have not discussed his preferences with him, but would it be courteous to move our alcohol to the basement out of the way? I want to be respectful and provide a welcoming environment without spinning into codependency or getting too worked up about it. This is his first time through rehab. um, Thoughts welcome um yeah so that actually that's a great uh that's a great one right there just hiding the alcohol that's a really good uh good idea for somebody who's dealing with uh, alcoholism um i know for me you know despite the you know when i quit weed seeing everybody smoke weed in front of me was very difficult um i i don't think i ever told you guys this but uh one of the things that happened to me was i got really dependent on alcohol i started buying cigarettes alcohol uh nicotine i started buying cigarettes I uh, got really into, I uh, got really into sto uh, cigars and stuff. Yeah. I got really into that stuff. Um, when I quit uh, weed uh, cause I just, I wanted that, that inhalation effect, although cigars aren't exactly like that, but, um, yeah, I got really into those for, and you know, it was, uh, it, I don't know. It was really interesting to me to see that I went from one thing to another, like, uh, I, I just, I needed something. So, um, yeah, for me, yeah, I can tell you, honestly, you know, if if alcohol was absent from this world, I think I would be uh, in a much, uh, it'd be a lot easier for me, but I also realize that that's not a an idea, it's not uh, something that can happen. But since you're, you're, you're uh, this is your family member, right? Uh, since your family member is coming back from rehab, I think that's a great idea, right? Because I, I don't know if they're staying with you or whatever, you know, because obviously they're visiting, but I don't know if they're staying in the house with you guys or if they're just going to be there for a little bit. Uh, but if they are staying with you, that'd be a great idea to move the alcohol somewhere else, uh, somewhere where they won't obviously see it. Uh, that that's an awesome idea. I think that's great and very uh, courteous of you to think about that. So, you know, good luck with that. And hopefully your family member gets, uh, gets better. Anyway, guys, remember you can check out all things casual at the link tree in the description box down below. Also, if you'd like to email me, you could email me at mentalhealthcasual@gmail.com. at gmail.com. But as always guys, don't forget to keep it casual.